Furcon Korkmaz, fireworks on Friday night. Zaire Smith getting some stuff done inside and doing other good things on Saturday. That, in part, summing up the first two games of the 76ers MGM Resorts Summer League slate out here in Las Vegas after one weekend of action. Brian Seltzer welcoming you back into another episode of the podcast. Thank you, as always, for checking it out. On this episode of the pod, we will speak with none other than the man who went for 40 points on Friday night and the Sixers lost the Boston Celtics, Furkan Korkmaz. That interview coming up in just a moment. We ask you to sit tight for a second and remind you that to subscribe to the podcast, you can head to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. Type in Sixers Podcast Network and that will take you to our feed so you can, we hope, subscribe. It was outrageous. <laughs> Friday night at Thomas and Mack Center here in Las Vegas. Furkan Korkmaz was unconscious, and as the game went on, it was so awesome that the crowd inside the building seemed to grow with anticipation more and more audibly whenever Furkan got the ball in the half court with the chance to add to his very potent scoring total, which ended up being the third highest ever in Vegas Summer League play, just the fifth person all time to hit the 40-point mark in a Vegas Summer League game. And on that note, we welcome in the 26th overall pick of the 2016 draft, Furkan Korkmaz. Let's start with how things started for you in Las Vegas. I know you guys wanted the win as a team against the Boston Celtics, but that 40-point performance was pretty nuts. Uh, this is my second summer league games. Uh, I feel really confident about it. You know, uh, I I feel more experienced than last season, last summer, and then I got a lot of experience with the team, with the coaches, with the stuff. I know everyone now. You know, I think for me the point is like uh, when you get more confidence, uh, I start to feel better. I start to play better. Uh, on the first game, I think I show it. Uh, I show my best. Uh, I show what I can do on the court, you know. I know what I got. I just need to show it on the court every game. Was confidence something that was always easy for you to come by? Were you always a naturally confident person? I mean, yeah, we can say that because, like, uh, basketball, I think the basketball is all about confidence and the same time talented, of course, work, of course, but, like, uh, you need to be confident because all the players uh, who is here, they are good players, they deserve to be here. And then you just need to show, yes, you deserve it. At least for me, when I think about confidence, it comes from something where, yeah, experience is one part of it, but you also have to feel good about the work you've been putting in. So was there something over the course of the last year, whether it was simply being around an NBA team, you killed it in the qualifiers for FIBA with Turkey that gave you that confidence that made you feel like your game was and is in a good spot? Yeah, of course. We can say that uh, last season when I came here from Turkey, uh i was feeling like I, my uh, opinions was like uh spent first season for my development as a team as a coach also we were talking about this uh, all season i got injured that was the worst part uh for the season for me and then uh even i got injured i didn't stop to work i was working hard and then now um i was thinking like from the beginning of the season beginning of the summer i need to show the people what i work for during the season because i was really working hard and then uh, I deserve this game, you know. Uh, I need those games. And then in the training camp, from the training camp with the national team, uh, I started getting the shape. Those games helped me to get in the shape, to come ready for summer league. And then 
now I'm showing something which in my packet, pocket, you know, and I start to show it. It's one thing to have a crowd of fans in Las Vegas start cheering and clamoring for you, which was so much fun to see in that game. It was like every time you got a touch in the second half, you could hear like, ah, oh, do it, do it. Uh, but then, I mean, I'm sure you saw this. You were a man of Twitter. Donovan Mitchell giving you a shout-out? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, <laughs> yeah. Also, he reacted like everyone, you know. The people uh, who is coming to gym, they want to see something special on the court. You know, the people that are coming to gym to have fun. Also, as a players for summer league, I think, of course, uh, we are showing our basketball abilities. But I think here is a show business also. So uh, the people that are coming here to have fun. We are also same. The coaches, uh, the people uh, love the players who, who can score. You know, like 30, 40. They want to see something special, and then. For me, it was something special. For them also, it was something special. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, just, uh, I can say, we could win the game also. It's going to be better with the win. But uh, I'm happy for the situation which, which I have been. Did you hear from anyone else uh, after the game? I mean, everybody was go crazy. Uh, everybody reacted well, you know. Of course, this is good things which is happening. Uh, because uh, I need those reactions. Last year I was working hard for this. You know, I start to show the people what I can do on the court. That's why I'm real proud of it. I heard, and you can tell me if this is true or false. Mehmet Okor reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's also here in Vegas. You know, uh, I was with him. Uh, we had dinner. You know, Mehmet Okor, Jade Osman, and then there is one more our big brother like Doruk. He's working also for Pelicans. You know, uh, uh, he's like uh, assistant of New Orleans Pelicans. I know him from uh, my national team. He was assistant coach also with the national team. So that's why uh, we went dinner all together. And then to have fun all together, you know, everybody was talking about that. It's great. Chetty, of course, playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers now. Just how strong is that brotherhood, the fraternity, being from the same country and now some of you guys, like you and Chetty, being able to experience this together over here in America and you're pretty much on the same timeline. Yeah. Last season also he came uh, to NBA. He came to this show business. Uh, also, like I have good connection with him. You know, he did great job with the Cavs. Uh, I have really good relationship with him. Like all the Turkish players, uh, we got talented guys. We got like uh, really good generations. Just uh, like everyone, we need to show on the court. Like as a Turkish player, you know what we need to do on the court. Uh, for me, the point is like uh, if you are shooting well, when you go on the court, if you are open, shoot it. Don't penetrate it. Like first, do what you do best, then uh, game will come in your hands. Well, I think that was the other thing about the game against the Celtics is yeah, you knocked down eight three pointers, but you also got to the line fifteen times. So that didn't seem like that was by accident either. I mean, I think that's another telling part of what was encouraging about that game. I mean, that was my uh, first time in my life, maybe fifteen free throws, <laughs> like. Uh, I can I can say this. Last year I was also working with the guys, you know, in the practicing. Also, like Joel, the other guys, JJ, Marco, like these guys, they know how to get the foul line, you know. Like especially Joel, he knows how to show the contacts, you know, to the refs. I think uh, sometimes if you don't play, also like you can learn something from the guys. I think I learned it, you know, how to get in the contacts, how to use it. That's why. I really appreciate those guys that they're helping me. Maybe they don't know this, but like still when I'm watching that, when I'm watching those guys, I'm learning something. You played 14 games with the Sixers, nine in Delaware. We mentioned the foot injury. 
But your goal, I mean, I remember you talking about this, and I feel like you've talked about it since, um, was that you wanted to come here, and it sounded like, and you can, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. you weren't really focused on how many games or how many minutes you were going to play last year, that you just wanted to be in a situation where there could be so much focus paid to your development, right? Yeah, of course. I had some goals before I came here. Uh, my first goal was to come here uh, to get used to the NBA, you know, to get used to players, coaches, how the system works here. And then uh, to develop my development, you know, uh, my abilities. I got something before I come here, but I when I come here, here is more time to indi- uh, as they improve individually, you know, like the players, coaches, they work hard here. Everybody has more time than Europe because Europe, the schedule is different. You have so many practices here. You don't have any more practices. You just play the games, you know. That's why you have a lot of times when you don't play. Uh, my first year was like my development and like I said every time I work I work really hard uh, that's why like I want to show the people why I, why I work for uh, the people are getting happy when they see me like I'm playing and something that uh, Brett Brown brought here from the San Antonio Spurs was the whole concept and idea of what he calls vitamin time which is when every assistant coach has a group of players and you kind of are tracked by that coach over the course of the season. Your guy was rising head coach of the Delaware Blue Coats, Connor <laughs> Johnson, right, yeah, last yeah, yeah. year. What uh, what were some of the things, like how did he handle your vitamin time? And, and when was this stuff that you guys would do before games, practices, shoot-arounds, and, and what was he really trying to work on? I was seeing him more than my family, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> I, was, uh, I was really happy to work with him because, like, he knows what I got. You know, I think we had really good relationship. He wasn't like my coach. He wasn't. He was like my brother, you know, like big brother. He was helping me a lot uh, on the court, off the court, because like the basketball is not just on the court. I don't believe that, you know, like off the court also you need to be confident. You need to be a good person because the people first, they need to love you and, th- and then they need to respect you, you know. And then he teach me some of good things, you know. Uh, he has some, uh, I think he has something special feeling about the players, you know, how they feel. For example, if you're tired or not, what, like if if you have some problems, he can feel that. And then for him also, I wish him good luck with the uh, Delaware. Uh, I hope he's gonna be really successful because I believe he has something special uh, feelings about the basketball, about the games. Because uh, he's mental. I like his mentality. Just how much does international basketball mean in Europe to Turkey? I mean, it's this is something that for me because the team has had so many international players. You follow it more, and you really see how much it means. So just. The level of attention, how much attention does that get, even for like two qualifying games uh, back home in Turkey? I mean, for me, for my country, uh, those games are really important because during the season we play four games. Uh, As an NBA player, we couldn't play those games uh, because we were in the season also. Uh, They lost two games, they won two games, and then now we are 4-2. We got four wins, two lose, and then we got two more games in September, and then... Uh, I hope we will make the World Cup. You know, we have good advantage now. Uh, the people, the Turkish people, we need this. As a Turkish people, uh, we need this because, like, uh, the sport is coming now bigger and bigger in Turkey, especially basketball. We are growing up all together. You know, the people, they love basketball. They love the action. They love the young guys. Especially, I want to talk about it because now the generation is changing. Before, Hedo Turkoglu was... Uh, our main players, you know, Mehmet Okur, Ömer Aşık, Arsene Ilyasova, you know Ilyasova, he was with us. Uh, 
like the generation is changing now the people's Turkish fans they love young guys you know because we have so many young guys when you see the uh, our average of ages it's 26 it's like uh, really good numbers and then maybe less I'm not sure now uh, because I'm getting older also you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then soon like, birthday soon. coming up birthday. right big yeah, birthday it's coming soon <laughs> And then, like the peoples, they love the young guys, so that's why uh everybody trying to show the peoples what the people deserve, what the Turkish people deserve. That's why those games were really important for us, especially in our court. How has having a big group of international foreign-born players on the Sixers? What type of personality do you think that that brings to the team? Does it help someone like yourself coming into a situation to you know that there are other international European players? Yeah, like here, there are so many international guys. You know, in NBA also, there are so many international guys. Last year, I was with, like, Marco uh, Arsan. He's from my country, of course. Like, Timmy, Dario. I know Dario also before. Like, this is really good coaches. You know, Coach Brad Brown from Australia. Uh, Simmons, Ben. He's also, uh, like, it's good to have these connections, you know, with the people. Like, because you you, you see different culture, you know, different mentality. Mine and Dario's mentality is different, you know, mine is, uh, Timmy mentality is different. You see the people, you see the culture, that's really good. When you go back home, I mean, do you just enjoy having the chance to, after a long season, go back home and catch up with people? Uh, I was about to go during the All-Star break, <laughs> but like I got injured, I couldn't go back to Turkey. Uh, I stay here to get treatment. When I go back, like, of course, everybody was missing me, you know, like, Oh, Fulcan, welcome, big hugs, you know. <laughs> and then, like, of course, I spent some time, but I didn't really have time to get, uh, I didn't really have time to spend with my uh, family, friends, because we had training camp, you know. Uh, we stay overseas. And then, like, in Turkey, in Europe, the system, you stay in training camps uh, so long. Even for two games, we spent, like, three weeks uh, for the training camp. Uh, that's the system in Europe, you know, like, it's not like here. And then uh, I got out of the fun. Did you ever have, uh, was there much of an opportunity for friends or family? Did your parents or any of your family come over here during the season to watch you at all? Uh, I mean, my parents, they were with me, you know, uh, from beginning of the season. They were about to go back. Uh, but after I got injured, uh, they stay because I need help, like, in my home also. Uh, they were helping me a lot. I really appreciate them. Uh, and then they go back. Uh, probably this season also it's gonna be same. My family they're gonna come with me beginning of the season, and then spend I don't know like two months, three months, maybe less, maybe more. They will stay with me. What do they make of having a son in the NBA? Uh, of course they are proud of it. You know, like for them also it's difficult. Uh, I try to feel them also because for them uh, to come here to states without any English, you know, like to just uh, learn some worlds uh, to go to market you know to ask for water and everything like it's really hard also for them you know it's like new life you know because uh, if you go from Turkey to Spain Turkey to Italy or Turkey to Serbia you will see or Greece you will see the similar culture but like when you move to states it's total different culture you know like everything is totally different everything is changing Uh, even when you wake up here uh, in Turkey, the people are about to sleep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> also like the time zones. You know, everything is different. As we wrap this up, 
I'm going to ask you about this, and if our trusty PR man, Rob King, doesn't like it, I can uh, edit it out. Can I ask you about your bracelet on your wrist? A, oh, good question. That's a good one. All right. It says, I'll, Get I'll try to. blah, blah, blah. Done. <laughs> done, right. yeah. So where did that come from? I mean, uh, my my sentences is every single day. Maybe you see on my Instagram, on Twitter, every single day. But now I was searching uh, on the Google or something like, <laughs> what can I get something new? You know, I was, I, and then I saw this, you know, and then for us, for basketball players, I think it means a lot, like I get blah, blah, done because <laughs> like uh, you start the game, for example, like 10-0, 10-2, then you can lose the game. Right. Or when you start to do one job, uh, you need to keep doing what you're doing, you know. I think that's good also my mentality. It's, it's giving me power. So what is on your get blah, blah, blah done list for the rest of the <laughs> summer before training camp starts? Uh, first of all, we, the games which is coming up, uh, keep playing good. Maybe like first game or not, I'm not <laughs> sure. But just keep doing what I'm doing good. All right. Good stuff, man. Right, Thanks thank so, so much. much. Love it. Love that. <laughs> White rubber bracelet that... Furkan was sporting on his left wrist. Get blah, 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 blah done, as he put it. Obviously, the blah, 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 blahs were not on the bracelet. Some other word. You can use your deductive reasoning to figure out what that was. But a guy who, as he was explaining, certainly not short on confidence after the mammoth game Friday against the Celtics. Wouldn't imagine that he was bothered too much by what went down on Saturday against the Lakers. He did not hit a three-pointer that night. I'm sure it probably stuck with him a bit, but um, not anything that will linger on or that he could not bounce back from. And all signs between Friday's game and the two showings that Furkan had in the FIBA European qualifiers about a week and a half ago would certainly not only bode well for the version of Furkan Korkmaz the Sixers get for the rest of the summer here in Vegas, but also in the team regroups for training camp in the fall. Thanks for Furkan for doing most of the talking. Thank you for doing all the listening. We'll talk to you later on this week when we have more summer league coverage here on the podcast.